Hello, everyone. Welcome to What Befell Adele, the podcast. I'm Adele. Well, it's been a couple weeks since I have posted anything. I got pretty busy with some work things and then got a little afraid to put something up. Probably because of the nature of what I wanted to talk about was and isn't easy for me to articulate. But I really want to make this episode, so here it goes. I wanted to share the news that I am pregnant. (laughs) It is really exciting. I'm 15 weeks now and it has been pretty overwhelming so far. I kind of get overwhelmed just saying it out loud, but I wanted to talk about it because in some ways I feel like I shouldn't. I feel like I shouldn't because it feels like a subject no one wants to hear about or that it isn't interesting enough. But it's also for these reasons that I really want to talk about it. If it wasn't for this pregnancy, I don't think that I would have started this podcast, strangely enough. I got the idea during a sleepless night before I even knew I was pregnant yet. I believe that there was something in my sleepless and frighteningly hormonal state that made me crazy and brave enough to tackle something this potentially revealing and maybe embarrassing. And and it has been the one thing that I have been able to continue to do, even though I have felt more run down and sick than I ever have. I started out wanting this podcast to be interviews with other artists about making and living rurally, but pretty quickly it transitioned into me just sharing my thoughts and stories because I honestly became so run down that going to places and talking to people seemed pretty impossible. But I have been forging ahead and in the best way that I can. And now as I'm into my second trimester and it seems pretty impossible not to address as a subject. No one tells you how sick you will be. Morning sickness? Yes, I'd heard of that, but it wasn't what I imagined nor what I'd be experiencing. I have been nauseated for months. It has felt impossible to feel like myself. And I say this not to complain, but because no one told me that that's how I would feel. You will be so sick. And for so long, you will not feel like yourself. I suspect that no one tells you this because it sounds horrible. And I also suspect that women forget. That mechanism is built in. I'm 15 weeks and still carry with me the unrelenting nausea, but my energy levels are coming back, so even as I talk about this, I can feel my understanding of the particulars of my discomfort start to slip away into oblivion, an oblivion that exists to allow people to have more than one child. (laughs) But don't let me fool you. I want this. I wanted to step into this unafraid because for so long I was afraid. You spend so much of your life trying to prevent a thing from happening and then all of a sudden you want that thing or you realize that even if you weren't trying you created a life that would fit that thing just fine. There are so many contradictions in feeling and more it's more emotionally complicated than I could have ever imagined. I tried to imagine it about 11 years ago. It was my last year of art school. My final studio project was actually about the fear of pregnancy. I have to say now, and I would have said it then, 
It was a strange project. It was kind of embarrassing and no one knew how to talk about it, but I felt strongly compelled to make the work. And and at the time, it was about a thing that I didn't want, uh, something that terrified me. It was something that was tied up in the biology of being a girl, being a woman. It was this part of myself that I didn't want to belong to me, but did anyway. For one of the pieces I used... Um, this fairy tale uh, called The Three Ravens to express the feeling of voicelessness. In the story, a girl's three brothers are turned into ravens by a witch. And she is forbidden to speak for three years or something like that. Or they will remain ravens forever. So she agrees, but then she is married and has a child. And the witch comes for the child and takes it and she can say nothing to her husband. She can't explain what has happened. That it isn't her fault because then her brothers will remain ravens. And I think this happens again two more times. She she gets pregnant and the witch comes for the child when it's born and she can do nothing. She can say nothing, but she goes into the woods and digs a hole in the dirt and screams and screams all that has happened. Eventually, her husband and the townspeople band together and try to burn her as a witch because they blame her for the loss of the babies. But just as she is about to be burned, the three years is up and her brothers are turned back into boys and are able to come to her rescue and tell the story of the real witch and how the babies were lost. What struck me about the story at the time was the imagery of the girl screaming into the earth. It was so gut-wrenching. I'm not sure I understood it fully then. The imagery just seemed to fit with the theme. But now I look back and I think about how It feels to be afraid to lose a child. And what is articulated about fear and blame and voicelessness in that fairy tale is is really compelling. It's powerful and and kind of spot on. I, I didn't really understand it fully at the time, I don't think. But looking back on these pieces now... Um, I think it's really interesting. I I did another painting that was of a pregnant torso with these large hands that covered it completely. Um, This for me was just about fear, but it was Adam's aunt who saw the work and told me that it made her think about her home birth and that she felt it reflected love and comfort. The way there were so many hands on her guiding her through her labor. And that was really cool because it was kind of the first time that I realized that I could have an intention for a piece, but how it would be received by an audience is completely out of my control. That everyone brings their own experiences and history to a piece when they look at it. And I was grateful at the time that this pretty awkward series of works could be viewed beyond my experience of it, which was pretty confused and uninformed at the time. But when I look back on school and think about all of the times I was told by an instructor that I should not have children if I really wanted to be an artist, that being a mother would be a compromise and potentially could cost me my art. This was not told to me by just one instructor, but by many. At the time, it made sense. It was great advice. Absolutely, you know? (laughs) I I thought that I really got what they were saying, but when I look back on it, it seems so bizarre. Why was this advice so important to give and to be given by so many? 
And was it true? Does it have to be? But that voice that says you can't do this because then you won't have time for your art is one that we hear a lot. And if I am honest, it is the thing that still makes me afraid that I won't have time, that I will lose myself to motherhood. It's the thing that weighs on me the most, to be honest. Even with how sick I've been, what worries me is losing sight of my practice. But oddly enough, that fear isn't enough now to make me not want to be a mother. There have also been some great articles that I've come across in the past little while about being an artist and a parent, as well as art about the experience of being a parent, um, that have been really noteworthy, really great articles. Firstly, because it is not often that one gets to consume something about being a parent that doesn't have some cute, dumbed-down, simplified air over it. No pastel or primary colored plastic toys. I really struggle with the aesthetic of parenting and pregnancy books. In fact, it horrifies me. But maybe that is a topic for another episode. I don't know. But honestly, just because a person is going to have a child doesn't mean they're going to turn into one, right? Anyway, secondly, these articles were great because they addressed how I feel, the things that are worrying me, and that however difficult it is possible that being a parent won't stop me from making, and that there is room for a visual dialogue about being a parent that goes beyond the cute and the comforting, but that can investigate how complicated it is. I will post links to those articles if you're interested, check them out. I will also share a link about a blog that I love called Brie Grows in Brooklyn. I don't often follow blogs, but I often read this one because the writer is currently pregnant and she has written all about trying to get pregnant and then being pregnant and being a writer and she's just so wonderfully honest about all of it and she often writes about how she shouldn't be writing so much about her pregnancy but I love it so I hope she continues to and the best part about it is it isn't a blog about pregnancy she just happens to be pregnant so it's void of all of the scary baby aesthetic I have addressed above Oh, and there's one more, an Instagram account called The Unordinary Motherhood. These are beautiful black and white illustrations that are emotional and simplistic and wonderful, and I recommend that as well. So I'm not sure I will make art about pregnancy necessarily. (laughs) I guess I kind of already tackled that uh, around 11 years ago, Uh, so I'm probably good, (laughs) but... I am glad to share my thoughts on the subject today, and I wanted to end off today with a Charles Bukowski poem, Air and Light and Time and Space. You know, I've either had a family, a job, something has always been in the way, but now I've sold my house, I've found this place, a large studio, you should see the space, the light. For the first time in my life, I'm going to have a place and the time to create. No, baby. If you're going to create, you're going to create whether you work 16 hours a day in a coal mine or you're going to create in a small room with three children while you're on welfare. You're going to create with part of your mind and your body blown away. You are going to create blind, crippled, demented. You are going to create with a cat crawling up your back while the whole city trembles in earthquake, bombardment, blood, and fire. 
Baby air and light and time and space have nothing to do with it. And don't create anything except maybe a longer life to find new excuses for. All right, everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in and I will see you next week.